Yo, 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 what's poppin' everybody, and welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast today, on this Tuesday, man. Let's get it. I've been waiting for it. I'm about to deliver it to you. This podcast that has to do with Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, The Eater of Worlds, Follow the Buzzards, whatever you want to call them, I'm telling you, this is absolutely going to be one of the most controversial episodes I have ever done, but I'm here to tell you. I don't give a fuck. This is my opinion. I have my notes all written down right here. I'm going to be going in depth talking about the career of Bray Wyatt and the characters and how WWE fucked up every single character that Bray Wyatt created, especially The Fiend. Oh, God. I'm going to get into it. There's going to be some ranting on this show, but I hope you guys enjoy what I got coming up. This is the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Yo, Edgar, let's go, man. Hit that intro. Let's do it. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. All right, you guys, before I dive right into this controversial topic, I want to tell you guys, please make sure you follow me on social media, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow the podcast on Instagram. If you guys want to donate to the show, the link will be down on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Please do that. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, it is time to probably piss a lot of people off. I hope you guys understand where I am coming from. I am one of the biggest Fiend fans in the IWC. But I got to bring out some facts. And these are facts that I, at the end of the day, have to understand and have to come to the conclusion that it is what it is. Is the Fiend, first and foremost, is the Fiend officially dead? Yes. He's dead. But there's still hope to bring him back, to resurrect him. We'll see how WWE approaches him as we get closer to the Royal Rumble. But let's start it off, man, with this timeline with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt debuted in the WWE in 2013 on the main roster. Bray Wyatt's Edo Worlds character. This was a new character he did outside of the Nexus, obviously. He wasn't really in a singles run on the Nexus. He was just in a group. But he developed this Edo Worlds character back in NXT, back in 2013. And the WWE was like, all right, you know what? We're going to bring this dude. We're going to bring him and his people up to the main roster. They debuted. I will never forget my reaction when I seen this group, the quote-unquote Wyatt family. I thought it was absolutely different. I was like, what the hell is this? I like it, but at the same time, I was like, is this for me? Am I really going to be investing in this? I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the best characters before The Fiend. All right, before The Fiend came into play. But the Edo World's character was really, really great. You know what I mean? He was talking people in riddles, and he would talk all the time, just shooting it with the superstars. But when it came in the ring, when it came... For that bell to ring, he would lose. 
And so the years went on, the years went on. And I'm saying to myself, this guy's talking trash. He's talking great. But when it comes to bell time, this guy's losing. How can I as a fan be invested in that? And so we as a community came to the conclusion like, okay, we're fans of Bray, but at the same time, we're not. He's great on the stick. He's great inside the ring. But when it comes to winning, he's not. He sucks. He knew it, and we know it as well, too. Now, in 2013, this all happened in 2013, mind you. We've seen the Shield versus the Wyatt family at the Elimination Chamber. When it comes to six-man tag team matches, this is the best six-man tag team match in professional wrestling history. Don't question me. You're not going to make me change my mind. These men, for five minutes, didn't touch. The Shield and the Wyatt family didn't go to blows. And the fans in that arena went insane. I was just shocked by seeing the reaction of each team. I know they were thinking, oh shit, this is fantastic. What a moment, man. And the match was fantastic. So not only was the match great, but the moment was great. They didn't touch for like five minutes. The crowd went insane. They wrestled. It was a great match. You have the best of both worlds, man. Awesome stuff. Now, we get to several years later at WrestleMania 30. Bray Wyatt feuded with John Cena. Bray Wyatt absolutely 110% should have beaten John Cena at WrestleMania 30, but he didn't. And it's funny because he had help, and he still didn't beat John Cena. That right there is where people were saying, did John Cena play politics that night? Did John Cena play favorites at that night? Because he should have lost. Yes, John Cena mentally was getting destroyed by Bray Wyatt. And the Wyatt family. Later on, they faced off against each other at Extreme Rules in a steel cage. That's where Bray Wyatt got his win back. But that doesn't matter. He should have won at WrestleMania, and he didn't. But he won at Payback, right? Nah, that's stupid. That makes no sense. Then, after that, we get to WrestleMania 32. Now, I find this very funny. Wasn't it Bray Wyatt at Roadblock that had, you know, a segment with Brock Lesnar? If memory serves me correct, I thought it was supposed to be Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 32. Oh, wait. I thought it was Bray Wyatt and Triple H at WrestleMania 32. We didn't get any of that. Bray Wyatt was one of the hottest acts around that time. We all wanted him to win the Royal Rumble, and go on to face Triple H at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. It didn't happen. Okay, well, we went at Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt to face off at WrestleMania. Nope, we didn't get that either. Instead, we had a segment. I believe it kicked off WrestleMania 32. Or it was later on in the show. It doesn't matter. It was a fucking awful segment. It was awful. It was awful, you guys. You guys have to admit that. It was it was terrible. With The Rock and the Wyatt family burying the Wyatt family, making Bray look like a fucking bum. I didn't like that. I didn't appreciate that. I didn't take away from this segment like, oh, that was cool, man. Nah, I took away from that segment as 
the Wyatt family are absolutely buried by The Rock. The Rock beating Eric Rowan in fucking seconds. Like, that is absolutely jobber territory. Then, we're not even done. We're not even done. We get to WrestleMania 31. Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, the Edo Worlds versus the Fiend, the Dead Man, the GOAT, the Undertaker. What happened? What happened? I thought the Undertaker was supposed to lay down to Bray Wyatt. I loved the video package. I loved the promos that we were seeing. The buildup was excellent. The match was trash. It was trash. The Undertaker should have lost against Bray Wyatt. But then the Undertaker next year at WrestleMania 32 beats Shane McMahon. What? Doesn't make any sense to me. It is what it is. It happened already. Now, Bray Wyatt, later on, the Edo Worlds was dead. The Edo Worlds gimmick was dead until 2020. He leaves the WWE. I believe he went on a break. And within this break, he developed a new character. This is when I'm going to be hot, people. This is when I'm going to be on my rant. So I'm just letting y'all know. I'm about to go on a big rant right now for a couple minutes. But Bray Wyatt developed this character, The Fiend. What the fuck is a fiend? I don't know. You didn't know. We've seen him pop in and out of Monday Night Raw, debuting Sister Abigail, Finn Balor. We get to SummerSlam. We've seen the debut of The Fiend. When I tell you that I was smiling and kind of tearing up for, I'm telling you I was. I could not believe the aura, the atmosphere that this man did when he was coming out at SummerSlam. When he made his entrance, I was absolutely breathtaking. I was like, whoa, WWE. You need to call on the phone. You need to let Kane and The Undertaker know right away. Okay, you guys can get out the way. You guys can move in terms of a character. You guys can go. Because we got our next character. The fucking Fiend. This is our Undertaker. This is our Kane. And in the beginning, it was. I was at... the. Listen, The Fiend was absolutely one of the most talked about people in the WWE for months. This guy was selling merchandise like crazy. He was selling merchandise like bonkers, bro. And it was fantastic. I know Mike Rotunda Bray Wyatt was on edge. This guy was in cloud nine. Selling merchandise like crazy. The fans on social media like myself and you guys talking about Bray Wyatt. We're booking matches for Bray Wyatt. We're booking storylines for Bray Wyatt. He was on fire but see this right here is where things absolutely changed for Bray Wyatt the fiend why listen I get that he was the hottest dude in WWE but patience is a virtue patience is a virtue WWE struggles with the word patient relax you have no business. You had no business booking The Fiend against Seth Rollins immediately out of the gate 
in October at Hell in a Cell. You mean to tell me you couldn't find another opponent for Seth Rollins at that time? It had to have been The Fiend? I get it. He was popular. But relax. They didn't relax. They immediately jumped right into the fucking deep end. Why don't you go in the shallow end with The Fiend a little bit? Play around with people for a little bit. And then jump him in to the deep waters. Nah, fuck that. We immediately jumped this dude right into the deep end. Hell in a Cell comes... WWE had to have known you put this character inside a structure called Hell in a Cell. This guy needs to come out as universal champion. No ifs, ands, or buts. Because they knew they had to have known that the backlash was going to be on another level. Yo, on another fucking level, this heat was. It wasn't even like, ha, 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 ha. It was funny. It wasn't even funny. The heat was absolutely just brutal. It was so brutal to a point where I heard rumors that even some of the wrestlers were fucking pissed. Some of the wrestlers were even upset that The Fiend lost. Now, fuck the wrestlers. The fans were pissed. I was pissed. I'm going to explain to you what exactly I did when The Fiend lost. When The Fiend lost, first of all, I was doing my blog around this time. I swear to God, I watched, I put my head down for like five minutes. When I put my head back up, I screamed the word fuck twice. I was so upset. I just couldn't believe that WWE would take a a generational character. Yes, that is fact. The Fiend was a generational character. They took it, they put him in Hell in a Cell, and we as the fans expected him to come out as fucking king. The Dark King, Bray Wyatt, the Dark King, the Fiend, as Universal Champion. Nah, WWE didn't do that. They loved Seth Rollins around this time. And this is where Seth Rollins actually went AWOL in terms of the fan support after this. People blamed Seth Rollins. People blamed the WWE, people even blamed Bray Wyatt himself. Bray Wyatt should have seen the script, seen what was going to happen, and say, uh-uh, no, 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 no. This character cannot lose momentum. This character needs to beat Seth Rollins. Listen, I know Bray Wyatt is a team player, and God bless him. I'm going to speak of team player in a second when I talk about what happened in Saudi Arabia. But... I'm talking about holding a cell right now. Bray Wyatt should have kind of been selfish here and said, you know what? I am not losing to Seth Rollins. You're going to kill my character. I've only been around for two months. Two months and you're already going to kill it. When I tell you they killed it, motherfucker, to some fans, they killed it. The Fiend was absolutely dead. Dead. That outcome is one of the worst outcomes in not only Hell in a Cell history, but in WWE history. It was awful. I still, to this day, in 2021, I still cannot believe what happened. Oh, but it gets better. It fucking gets better. Saudi Arabia. Fuck Bill Goldberg. Fuck Bill Goldberg. Fuck him. Okay? I'm sorry. After that match in Saudi Arabia... Making the fiend look like a bum. 
making the fiend look like his bitch. I absolutely lost so much respect for Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg is a veteran. Bill Goldberg should have stepped up and said, you know what? I can't kill this character. He's already on life support after the Hell in a Cell spot. I can't fucking kill the fucking string off already. You know what I mean? Nah, Bill Goldberg took that fucking knife and cut the string off. The Fiend was dead officially after that match. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm the biggest Fiend fan in the community. And even I said, oh, the Fiend's dead. The Fiend's dead. Bill Goldberg's a piece of shit. Bray Wyatt should have spoke up and said, you know what? Okay, I played ball the first time at Hell in a Cell. I'm not playing ball the second time. I'm beating Bill Goldberg. Nope. Bill Goldberg rumors came out a couple days later that he played politics. I read that and I was thinking, oh my God. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Apparently, Bill Goldberg wanted to beat The Fiend because he didn't think his character, Bray Wyatt, had enough momentum to face a character like Bill Goldberg and be believable to beat Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg, go fuck yourself, bro. You had your time in the sun. Get out. You had your time, bro. The Fiend should have won. And the Fiend didn't win. I can't get over it. I can't. I, I see people always telling me, oh, you can get over it, right? No, I can't. I can't get over it because they fucked up a generational character that could have been on the level of the fucking Undertaker. This guy could have been the generational Undertaker. This generation's Undertaker, the Fiend. He's not. He's not. And it's funny because the WWE loves to kill characters like this and then they want to rebuild them back up. Vince McMahon, I know, was mad. He is upset that Mike Rotunda came up with this character and he didn't. So to Vince McMahon, he feels slighted. He feels disrespected. How do you dare go and create a character like that and not tell me? Bullshit. Vince McMahon created Kane. Vince McMahon created Mankind. Vince McMahon created The Undertaker. Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon created The Undertaker. Because I got to give Bruce Pritchard credit in that Undertaker documentaries. We've seen that Bruce Pritchard originally created The Undertaker. So did Vince McMahon. So I got to give them credit for that. But they did not create The Fiend. They didn't create him. It was Bray Wyatt himself and his team and his people that created The Fiend. How do you take a generational character like The Fiend and kill him? You killed it. Dead. Done. The Fiend. Now, storyline with Alexa Bliss. I love it. Sister Abigail, I love it. And guess what? For the people out there that want to say, I didn't pitch it. Yes, I did. I said Harley Quinn, Joker, Combo, The Fiend, Alexa Bliss playing Sister Abigail. Make it happen. I was the first one. I was the first one to say that. All of a sudden, days later, I see on social media everywhere, oh yeah, do the Fiend being Harley Quinn to his Joker, all this other shit. Guys, I pitched first. I pitched it first. Get over it. And they're doing exactly what I told them to do, the Harley Quinn to the Fiend's Joker. And we're seeing it. It's great. It's phenomenal. Will I get credit? No, of course not. But I'm here at WWE. I got so much ideas that I can come up with easily. Like a snap of a finger. I can come up with so much ideas, bro. I have that ability to do so. Hit me on the DMs, bro. But 
The Fiend. It's depressing. It's depressing. This guy should have been on a winning streak. This guy should have been on a winning streak. And you wait. You wait until that right superstar comes around. I'm not saying that The Fiend should go undefeated for the rest of his career. I'm not an idiot. I know that he's eventually going to have to lose. But he lost way too early to Bill Goldberg. I can understand if The Fiend lost to Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or somebody else on the main roster. Not Bill Goldberg. Not Bill Goldberg, man. Awful decision. One of the worst booking decisions in WWE history. I just will never get over it. I don't care how long I watch WWE for, and I'm going to continue to watch this product. I love this product. I love pitching ideas about this product. But The Fiend, man. I don't know, man. WWE just doesn't like characters for some reason. The Fiend is a prime example. This company does not like characters. They don't. Because if they did, they would treat The Fiend like royalty. That character, if I was the head of a company, and I had The Fiend at my fucking doorstep, and Mike Rotunda came up to me, was like, hey, Jordan, I have the Fiend character. Let me pitch it to you. Let's see what we can do. I would treat that character like fucking king. But Vince McMahon? Nah. Vince McMahon, I didn't create it so well. Go fuck yourself, Mike Rotunda. Go fuck yourself, Bray Wyatt. I didn't create it. So if I didn't create it, I don't care about it. That's the mentality that I get with the Fiend. Now, you look at the Fiend now, he's, he's good. He's not great. But he's good. You know what I mean? Alexa Bliss absolutely is carrying that duo. Don't at me with that. She is absolutely carrying this duo. But WWE and Bray Wyatt's relationship has to be really rocky. From a character's perspective. They fucked up Bray Wyatt, the Edo Worlds. You know what I mean? Then the Fiend comes around. This dominant monster. If this was Vince McMahon years ago. I'm telling you right now. The Fiend would be one of the most decorated characters in WWE history if this was the Vince McMahon in the Attitude Era. This isn't the Vince McMahon in the Attitude Era anymore, people. This is the old, crippled Vince McMahon. And I mean crippled from a character perspective. He's crippled. He doesn't know what's in now. He doesn't know what's in. And it sucks. It really sucks. I just... I think about these things, man. I really think about these things. So the Fiend's dead. The Fiend is pretty much dead. Now, I mean, he's not dead, but he kind of is at the same time. He is, but he's not. So the Fiend got fucked up. Is there another character that can come around? And if so, once we get invested like we did with the Fiend, is the WWE going to screw him over? Or screw her over if it's a woman? At this point, it's like, you guys got to really talk to Vince McMahon about your character. Because if you don't, he's going to kill it. Take Bray Bray Wyatt will forever be an example that I always bring up. If we see a new character like that or something completely different. I'm always bring up Bray Wyatt. You got to go talk to Vince McMahon about the character. If you don't, he's going to kill it. He never got the fiend. He never did. He never did. And for the people out there that always say, oh, Bray Wyatt doesn't need a championship. Absolutely. You need to really take the blueprint of The Undertaker 
and give it to Bray Wyatt. That is the blueprint that Bray Wyatt needs to be possessing. Undertaker is overall, what, a seven-time champion throughout his legendary career. Throughout his 30-year career, he's only won the title seven times. But when he won those championships, you mean it was business. You know it was business, and you knew that the Undertaker was not going to lose that championship until the right man came around. That is exactly what Bray Wyatt should have done. WWE really just, they didn't get the Fiend. They didn't get him. They didn't understand him. I don't want to say they didn't like him. I think they liked him. They didn't get it. They didn't understand it. So if they don't understand it, how can they work with it? How can they work with it? With a character like that, I know Vince McMahon gave Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, a lot of leeway with that character. Instantly, Vince McMahon and Mike Rotunda should have had that relationship like Vince and The Undertaker did. Give Mike Rotunda that leeway. Give Bray Wyatt that leeway with this character. And maybe things could have been different. But we're getting what we're getting. We got what we got. I believe Bray Wyatt will come back. I believe Bray Wyatt will bring the Fiend. But it's going to be a different variation of the Fiend. A different mask. A different presence. A different entrance probably with the Fiend. A different look overall with the Fiend character. We're going to see what happens. Right now, Alexa Bliss is holding it down right now until the Fiend, quote-unquote, resurrects from the dead. So we'll see what happens. WWE, you just, you don't get characters. You don't get characters, man. Bray Wyatt was a generational character, and you screwed him over because of what? You don't get it? And there's been plenty of aspect with Bray Wyatt. At the end of the day, and I'm being honest with you, I'm being honest with you. Bray Wyatt, at the end of the day, is a flop of a career in the WWE. Yes, I said it. He's a flop in the WWE. Because they didn't get his characters. They didn't know how to book him. Yeah, like, mentally, he was strong. You know what I mean? Promo-wise, he was great. In the ring, we all know he could hang in the ring. It's always going to be, like I... Put this in the title of the Bray Wyatt podcast. It will forever be a what if with Bray Wyatt. That fucking sucks from a fan's perspective. And I know Mike Rotunda is probably just pissed at everything that's been going on in the WWE in terms of his character. The Fiend should have been just a fresh, a breath of fresh air, man. A breath of fresh air for the WWE product. He was different. He was new. He was fresh. He was so unique. There wasn't no characters in the WWE around the time The Fiend came back last year. There's no fucking characters now. And you have The Fiend. He's a fucking character. He gave it to you on a silver platter. You looked at the food. Vince McMahon told Mike Rotunda, thank you for the food. I really appreciate you. Mike Rotunda turned around and left. Finn, he got the food. Vince did. He threw the food away, and he got his own food. You know what that food is? Goldberg. You know what that food is? Seth Rollins. Bullshit. WWE doesn't like characters. I keep complaining every fucking time. I need more characters in WWE. I need more characters in professional wrestling in general because there is not a lot enough characters in pro wrestling. And The Fiend was one of those characters that we all sank our teeth in. I've had freaking people that don't even watch the WWE really that much anymore 
Come to me and tell me, oh, who's the fiend? Who's this guy? He's one of the hottest things. He even brought wrestlers. He brought wrestling fans back to watching the WWE. That's fact. That's a statement that no one's made. I'm making it right here on the podcast. Bray Wyatt, the fiend, brought a lot of, not hardcore, but just a Joe Schmo fan back to watching the WWE. This man was drawing ratings, man. He was drawing ratings. Every episode of Money Night Raw, what's The Fiend going to do? Every episode of SmackDown, what's The Fiend going to do? What's The Fiend going to do? What's The Fiend going to do? Everybody was talking about The Fiend in his matches. What is he going to do in his matches? Is he going to lose? When's The Fiend going to lose? WWE, you had him. You had him. He gave it to you. He said, instead of you buying it, I'm just going to give it to you for free. Here, take it. Pull your hand out. I'm going to give it to you. Vince McMahon, fuck it. I'm throwing it away. This isn't mine. I didn't create this. So I didn't create this and throwing it away. That's a stupid model, man. That's a stupid model. I wish Vince McMahon and... My God. I wish Vince McMahon and Bray Wyatt really talked about this character, man. That's kind of on Bray Wyatt's fault. So I kind of do put blame on Bray Wyatt, like... You should have talked to Vince about this character. If he did, God bless him. And then Vince McMahon's just a fucking asshole. If Mike Rotunda legitimately talked to Vince McMahon about this character and Vince McMahon liked it a little bit and you can tell he liked it, but then he got bored of it, fuck Vince McMahon. Fuck him. You don't take a character like this. Oh, but you treated The Undertaker and Kane like royalty. Why couldn't you treat The Fiend like Kane and The Undertaker? Why not? What's the difference between The Undertaker and Kane and The Fiend? What's the difference? He had Kane and Undertaker in one character. What's the difference? What's the difference? There's no difference. Things got to change, man, with the WWE and these characters coming into the WWE and then being ostracized by the fucking WWE. Aleister Black, The Fiend, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Demon King, Finn Balor, bullshit. They fucked all three of those characters up. They fucked them up. Vince McMahon just doesn't get it. He doesn't care about these characters. There's no characters in wrestling. We need characters in pro wrestling. Something's got to change. I hope Bray Wyatt really had to talk with Vince McMahon and was like, okay, you need to really give me the keys to the kingdom. You got to give that man the keys to the kingdom with this character and make him Get over by himself because I believe he will. Trust me. He got the Fiend over. He will get this new Fiend character over once again. And he's going to be one of the most talked about things again in WWE. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to lay this fact because this is a fact. Outside of Matt Hardy, I'm not playing when I say this. Bray Wyatt, Mike Rotunda is the most creative wrestler In this business, in this industry, in professional wrestling, Bray Wyatt is the most creative character outside of Matt Hardy. Those are the two most creative people in the wrestling business, period. You cannot find me two other people that are that creative in pro wrestling. When it comes to character development, they care about characters. They know what needs to be done. They just know what they got to do, man. They're so unique. 
They come up with so many characters. You kill one, they bring a new one in. You kill that one, they bring a new one in. They're so great. And they don't get a lot of respect. And they got to get a lot of respect. When it comes to characters, if I was a wrestler in this business, I'm going to Bray Wyatt. I'm going to Matt Hardy. How do I get my character out there? Because those are the two pinnacle people in terms of coming up with a character in professional wrestling. Bray Wyatt deserves so much better. This Fiend character will always be a what if. And that's sad. John Cena killed the Fiend. The Undertaker killed the Fiend. And then fucking Bill Goldberg killed the Fiend, man. He killed killed the Fiend. WWE does not deserve characters in wrestling. They don't deserve Bray Wyatt. They don't deserve Matt Hardy. I need more characters in wrestling. You got the wrestling down, Pat. The wrestling is fantastic. Storytelling, WWE is starting to tell better stories as well. But there's one thing. Those were two things that I really want to see in pro wrestling. Storytelling, and we're seeing it all around the wrestling world. We're seeing stories being told. Fantastic. In terms of the buildup and the in-ring product, in terms of storytelling, we're seeing it. But the wrestling, we got that as well too. But the characters, you guys, we don't have characters in pro wrestling. The Fiend, and I must say this again, the Fiend was a character that really invested a lot of people's time and attention. I don't think Vince McMahon understands that. The hardcore fans were always going to be there. We were always talking about Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. But it was the casual viewers that were saying, who is this guy? Who is he? That's awesome. I'm going to watch him. Every time he comes out, I'm going to pay attention to everything he does. The mannerisms of The Fiend were breathtaking. His selling was breathtaking. He was not even overselling. He wasn't even selling. But then again, at the same time, he was. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, told a great story with his mannerisms. Bray Wyatt has one of the greatest mannerisms in professional wrestling. It's awesome. And Vince McMahon ruined that. He ruined it. WWE, shame on you. Shame on you with the Fiend character. Shame on you. You don't deserve Bray Wyatt. You don't deserve the Fiend. Bray Wyatt needs to really step up. And he's got to go to Vince McMahon and say, for me to get over, I have to control the character. I know Roman Reigns controls his. Bray Wyatt needs to do the exact same thing. And until he doesn't, Vince McMahon's going to have full control of the Fiend. And at the end of the day, WWE is always going to kill the Fiend. Because the Fiend is not a Vince McMahon creation. If Vince McMahon was a creation of the Fiend, I'm telling you right now, as this podcast draws in, The Fiend would be one of the most talked about, one of the most just untouchable characters in modern day 
WWE, and in modern day professional wrestling. He would have the legacy of an Undertaker, of a Kane. But he was not a creation of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon did not create that character. So many misses with Bray Wyatt, Undertaker, John Cena, Triple H, Brock Lesnar. And as I look back on Bray Wyatt's career, I don't care if the Fiend goes on a streak. I don't care if the Fiend goes on a dominant run over the next 10 years. I don't care. I'm going to be along for the ride. I'm going to be invested. I'm going to love it. I love the Fiend. But at the end of the day, I'm going to look back at what the WWE did to him before they did all that other stuff with the Fiend. I'm going to look back and I'm going to say to myself, what if? What if things were different? What if things just didn't go the way that they did? WWE, you got to do better. You never understood The Fiend. You never got The Fiend, and it showed. At the end of the day, I love Bray Wyatt. I love The Fiend. I still love The Fiend. Is my fandom getting in, in the way of it? Yes, but I am also a realist. I'm a realist on this podcast. I keep it real always, 100 and above. I know that The Fiend is quote-unquote dead. Can the fiend be resurrected? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I'm going to look back. You're going to look back. We're all going to look back as a fan base that we're fans of the fiend and say to ourselves, not only what if, but we're also going to say, I'm sorry, Mike Rotunda. What a shame the WWE is. Get it together in terms of characters, please. This is a fan to promotion. Vince McMahon, this is a fan to the head honcho, the king of the WWE. If you don't get characters in WWE, if you don't get characters in pro wrestling, if you don't get creative, you got to step to the side. and you got to give the reins to somebody else. I'm tired of seeing characters like The Fiend. I'm tired of seeing characters like Aleister Black be wasted because of Vince McMahon. I'm tired of characters like The Fiend and Aleister Black be wasted because of creative. I'm telling you, most of the creative people in the WWE on that team, they get it. They probably came up with great ideas with The Fiend. At the end of the day, they're not the king of the WWE. They are not the boss. They are not the CEO of the WWE. Vince McMahon is. And at the end of the day, Whatever he says goes. If you ain't with it, get the fuck out. If you are, we're ride or die. I'm a ride or die fan for the fucking WWE. I'm going to continue to watch the WWE. But at the end of the day, I'm always critique the WWE from a creative aspect. This is why I joined the podcast. This is why I came up with the podcast. In terms of coming up with ideas here and there. You know what I mean? And that's my motto, bro. I add a dose of creativity always adding a dose of reality into the podcast, into what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I love The Fiend, but I'm going to be honest with you. The Fiend, he feels different. He doesn't feel special. He doesn't feel organic. Whose fault is that? Is that the WWE's fault? Or is that Bray Wyatt's fault 
Or if it's Bray Wyatt's fault and it's the WWE's fault, I'm blaming both of them, mainly the WWE. But I am putting blame on Bray Wyatt in terms of speaking up about the character that he created. Bray, you had one of the most generational characters, man. You could have spoken up in Saudi Arabia. You could have spoken up at Hell in a Cell. I get it. You want to be a team player? I get it. But when does it come to a point where you want to protect the character? In those two instances, sir, I'm being honest with you. You did not want to protect the character of the Fiend. I'm one of the biggest Fiend marks, man. I am. But I keep it real on the podcast. And the fact is, Bray Wyatt, you? You did the Fiend dirty. WWE, they already was going to do the Fiend dirty. You, Bray Wyatt, you, sir, you let the charge. You did not trust the Fiend. You didn't take the Fiend seriously. And the booking showed. Because at the end of the day, you lost at Hell in a Cell. You lost in Saudi Arabia. What are you going to do next? You're going to lose eventually. How are you going to lose? You losing at Hell in a Cell the way you did? Unacceptable. You getting pinned in Saudi Arabia? I didn't mind it. My biggest issue was it was with Bill Goldberg. That's my issue. And it also, another issue I had, it was too soon for you to lose before WrestleMania. That's all I got. That was the topic of what if with Bray Wyatt, the Eater Worlds, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. This is the Creative King. I'm out. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll see you guys this upcoming week for new content right here on the podcast for Monday Night Raw predictions for the Royal Rumble and also hot topics as well in concluding the weekend with the Royal Rumble 2021. Let's see what the WWE does. Are they going to give us what we want? Or at the end of the day, as I expect they will, they're going to let us down. I love each and every one of you. Before I go, follow me on social media. Follow the podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow my personal IG account. I'm going to leave all the links down below. If you guys want to support the show, go and contribute by donating. It's not an obligation. It's just if you guys want to. I love each and every one of you guys. I really do. I love that you guys want to listen to the podcast. You guys want to listen to my opinions. And I want to make an announcement. I will be putting the podcast up on YouTube in 2021. When? I don't know. But it will be on YouTube in 2021. So that's another platform for you guys to listen to the Wrestling Takeover. Please subscribe to the podcast on Anchor. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. And subscribe to all podcast platforms. It would mean a great deal if you guys go out and support the podcast Follow me on social media. Like I said, I said in the beginning, I'm going to say it again. Follow me on social media. It would mean a lot. Now, we got a new week of WWE content. We got WWE Raw on Tuesday. We have nothing on Wednesday. I'm going to be giving you guys my predictions for the Royal Rumble. I'm going to bring you guys a predictions episode for the podcast. Talking about the 2021 Royal Rumble. 
On Thursday, we got NXT. Friday, we got Friday Night SmackDown. Saturday, I'm taking a break on that day. But we're going into Sunday, the Royal Rumble 2021. I'm going to be giving you guys my real honest opinions on this show. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. That's not what we do on the podcast. We keep it real 100% all day, all the time on social media and on the podcast. Expect that going into the 2021 Royal Rumble. I love you guys very much. This is the Creative King, and I'm signing off on today's show. Bray Wyatt, what if? Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, she's fine. One